It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The day has finally come. The Carolina Panthers are reporting to training camp ahead of the 2021 NFL season, headed back down to beautiful Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Wofford College. Go Terriers. You're listening to Locked On Panthers here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council. Make sure to follow the show, rate, review, subscribe. On Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from. And follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the offseason, yes, we still are technically not really in the offseason, but we're not in the season, 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 like regular season. So throughout the offseason and training camp and preseason, every Friday we're going to do the weekly Friday mailbag. So send in your mailbag questions, and I'll answer those every Friday right here on Locked On Panthers. But as I said, Today is the day. We finally are going to start talking about actual football. Now just kind of practice football, but still, we finally made it here to the end of July, July 27th. Quickly, we'll be in August, and the Panthers will be strapping it on against other teams throughout the preseason, and then eventually, week one at home, Bank of America, Bank of America Stadium, 800 South Bent Street, Uptown Charlotte against New York Jets. So we'll get into that, what to look for ahead to for training camp talk about a little bit last week yesterday's episode in the season outlook also um the panthers their record we talked about it seven and ten eight nine nine and eight usa today they came out with their records throughout the nfl and it was interesting what they had the panthers at and also they had another nfc team which makes me think could second place really be that realistic for the carolina panthers here in the nfc south in 2021 
Now, all that's important, but I got a lot of people asking me a question about a certain quarterback who plays for the Houston Texans, and that's Deshaun Watson. That's where we'll start off today. We had this conversation during the offseason about Deshaun Watson, where the Carolina Panthers would trade for the Texans quarterback who led the NFL in passing last year with over 4,800 yards for a four-win Houston Texans team. That, this offseason, because of the legal troubles that happened to Sean Watson after he requested out of Houston, where he has 22 separate lawsuits against him that are alleging sexual misconduct or assault or along those lines. 22 of those. He's reported to training camp down in Houston to basically try and force a trade away from the Houston Texans who have moved on from Bill O'Brien. They have a new general manager, Nick Casario, a new head coach, and they're trying to move forward. They drafted a quarterback out of Stanford and Davis Mills. They signed Tyrod Taylor. The Houston Texans seem prepared to move on from Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson seems prepared to move on from them. The big question, though, is will the NFL, mainly Roger Goodell, the commissioner, put Watson on the commissioner exemplus? Will he face any sort of punishment for the 22 lawsuits? Will there be any criminal charges placed against Deshaun Watson ahead of the season, during the season, or at any point in time? There was a lot of mystery involved when it comes to Deshaun Watson. And the news came out on Monday, which was some of the biggest news so far of the NFL season. Of course, we got what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. is apparently going to be a Packer this year, and maybe not after it. But Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, in conjunction with Ian Rappaport, tweeted out the Texans are now willing to listen and have been for some time to trade offers for star quarterback Deshaun Watson. Multiple sources tell me and at Rapsheet, who is Ian Rappaport. But the price is high for a player of his caliber and should be. It'd likely take at least three first-round picks and more. And apparently, according to Tom Pelissero, the Houston Texans are also wanting starting caliber players. So it's not just throw three first-round picks and get Deshaun Watson. They're going to want something back in return in terms of a starting caliber player. And we've done this. When we talk about the potential trade scenarios, all right, give up three first-round picks. Easy. Then, would you be willing to part ways of Christian McCaffrey and send him to Houston? Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, or any of those guys, I know Thompson for sure, for a lot of you, or someone that you'd want to part ways with. Would you want to part ways with Jeremy Chin in order to get Deshaun Watson on your football team? And a lot of those are very hard. Of the three that I mentioned outside of Shaq Thompson, McCaffrey, Chin, and Burns, the one guy at the top of that list I definitely do not want to part ways with is Brian Burns. Edge rusher is a premium position in the National Football League. You do not want to give up an edge rusher of his caliber, especially one who heading into year three is now one of the leaders of this defense. And if everything goes right, should have a double digit sack season and will be a pro bowler. Jeremy Chin was awesome last year playing at linebacker. Now moves back primarily to his natural position of safety. He was a defensive rookie of the year candidate. I don't want to part ways of him. And in Christian McCaffrey, of course, one of the best offensive weapons in football who the Panthers desperately missed last year after he missed 13 games due to the ankle injury, the shoulder injury, and later on a groin injury. I don't want to part ways with McCaffrey either, but if I'm going to part ways on any of those guys, the first one I'm probably parting ways with McCaffrey because of the running back position and how we've seen in the National Football League, how you can find guys in the middle of the draft, like a Chuba Hubbard potentially, who can fulfill that role and give you the kind of yards that you need. Mike Davis was not Christian McCaffrey last year, but he did have 1,000 yards from scrimmage. He's not McCaffrey. Again, 
but he did with yeoman work in that position. You can find someone else also who could tag team potentially and have you in a prime position at that position. Safety, I don't know. I don't think safety is more important running back, but still a young player who's already shown some defensive prowess. And then Brian Burns, an absolute non-starter for me with the Carolina Panthers. So there's people who are asking me, should the Panthers be back into the Sean Watson sweepstakes? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. For me, personally, what's been alleged obviously makes your skin crawl. And it's just so hard to wrap my mind around all of it, just considering what we thought we knew about Deshaun Watson, what had been reported about Deshaun Watson, his humanitarian spirit. He seemed to be a nice guy. But again, like I tell y'all, we don't know these guys. We don't know who they really are. And I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is, is guilty. I'm not going to say he's innocent until proven guilty. That's how things work here in America, remember? So guilty, innocent, court of public opinion, whole different thing. But in the American legal system, he's innocent right now. But there are some scathing reports and things being said about him. But he wants to defend himself, and he has that right to do so. But until things are figured out with Deshaun Watson, I just don't see how the Carolina Panthers, whether it's David Tepper, Scott Fitterer, Matt Rule, how they can make a trade for Deshaun Watson. The Eagles are a team that people think are positioned to trade for him with the first round picks that they have, potentially getting a third one. If Carson Wentz traded to the Indianapolis Colts as their starting quarterback, he plays enough snaps. The Dolphins will be named. Uh, and of course, Carolina. Scott Federer said, opening press conference, I'm going to be in on every deal. I'm of the belief that had these things not gone on this offseason legal with Deshaun Watson, he would be here in Charlotte as a Carolina Panther right now. They would have done done whatever it took. The Panthers apparently, they called and called and called and harassed Nick Casero, the, the Texans GM, all offseason to the point where he had to block their number. Had to shut down his phones because he couldn't take it anymore. He was so annoyed with the Panthers. But also, the Panthers might be a team, depending on how things work out. As I imagine, I'm Nick Casero, the, the Texans GM, that I'm not just trying to give away to Sean Watson. I want to get as much full market value as possible. I don't think that's realistic right now, considering that we don't know what the answer to the questions are. Is he innocent or is he guilty currently are right now? And what he's going to miss time. But if I'm Nick Casario, I'm going to wait until I get the right kind of money. And that might give the Carolina Panthers an option, depending on how things play out with Sam Donald. I do believe that the Carolina Panthers would be better off long-term with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback even if it meant he was out for a season. Say they trade, they were able to get rid of Sam Darnold and they got Deshaun Watson and Watson doesn't play this year. And in the course, the team probably struggles not having a quarterback and having to play with Will Greer or P.J. Walker. But then that probably lands you in the top five of the draft. And you get another quality player, whether on the offense side of the football or the defensive side of the football. And then Watson comes back in 2022. I honestly feel like that would be a much better situation for Carolina than sticking with Sam Darnold this season. But the way things are working out currently with just the unknown surrounding Deshaun Watson, I don't think it's the right decision right now for the Carolina Panthers to make. And I also don't think in a way it's fair to Sam Darnold. And yes, it's football, it's a business, but considering what they gave up for the kid, and of course, really at the end of the day, it's only a second round pick, and they picked up his fifth year option, which again, if he doesn't perform well, like with Teddy Bridgewater, they can move on after the season. I just think that with Sam Darnold, at least give him the opportunity with Joe Brady, with Chris McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and all these weapons on this offense to show you that he is the right guy before going and calling Deshaun Watson. Now, if Deshaun Watson's name is cleared, then absolutely make it happen. 
because I believe he's going to be a great quarterback for the next 10 plus years and give everyone in the Carolinas job security when it comes to Carolina Panthers. I don't believe that's what Sam Darnold's going to be. Obviously, wait and see. But for me right now, until Deshaun Watson's name is cleared, the Carolina Panthers need to be focused on building around Sam Darnold and continuing to build continuity in the culture under Matt Rule in this regime. Until then, that's what they need to do. Now, if Watson's name get cleared, then absolutely the Panthers should be all in. But right now, as training camp's opening today, that is not a concern for me and the Carolina Panthers as it pertains to Deshaun Watson and whether the team should trade for him. We will, though, talk about training camp coming up very shortly as I'm just thinking about what are the keys to training camp. We talked about some of the key players, some of the guys I'm looking out for in the season outlook as a whole, but what are the keys to the Carolina Panthers the next couple weeks going to training camp and then heading into week one against the New York Jets? We'll get into that in just a moment. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code Locked On. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I mean, for the record, I, I'm all on board for the Carolina Panthers bringing in Deshaun Watson if things work out. And it's just, it's difficult. I, I don't believe that sports teams should be the moral compass and arbiter of our society, but they are a front-facing part of each community. And it's very hard to have players on your team that are accused of the things Deshaun Watson is accused of. Not saying he's guilty, but if he is guilty of those things, it's going to make it very difficult for me to sit here and stomach him being a Carolina Panther. But at the end of the day, the almighty dollar in winning is the only thing that matters in the National Football League. They can talk about all the things that they want to say about how much they care about the communities, how they care about cancer research, and what they do with breast cancer awareness and all that kind of stuff. But the NFL has proven time and time again, the only thing that matters is maximizing the dollar and winning. And I'm not saying that's what the Carolina Panthers necessarily, as an organization out of 32, that's what they care most about. Well, we've seen teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. They've had guys like Frank Clark who's been accused of things he's been accused of, who had an Uzi in his car, and he might be facing potentially time on the commissioner's exemplet this year. You've seen what Kyrie Hill has been guilty of and accused of with the Kansas City Chiefs. And all that, they've been able to win a Super Bowl. And they've been to three straight AFC title games, two straight Super Bowls. Now the guy who's their face of the franchise, Patrick Mahomes, seems to be salt of the earth nice kind of guy i don't know him personally so who knows what he really is like but Mahomes seems to be a pretty nice guy and everything that the Carol- the kansas city chiefs want to represent and right now with sean watson 
I would have kind of said the same thing last year, but now I, I don't know. So if things work out and he's cleared, we'll love him on the team. If things don't work out and eventually has to be suspended, he maybe comes back and he's available. You can get him cheap. And he's a better option at quarterback than what you have in Sam Donald or whatever's available in the draft or free agency next year. Then, yeah, I mean, of course, I'd still love him to have him on the team. It's just one of those dilemmas that we'll have to figure out in the end. So it's just one of those things where sports team-wise, I don't think these guys really need to be the moral compass of our society. Um, but then again, we let politicians get away with worse kind of stuff. Not to be political, but just being honest, man. We let we let people who we elect, our elected officials, get out get, get away with worse things sometimes than uh, what Deshaun Watson is currently accused of. Again, not guilty, but we'll see how things work out there. But as I said, for Sam Darnold, I just think giving him an opportunity here in this offense in Carolina this year, we're here now. I don't love it that he's here in Carolina. I understand why they're, they're taking the risk on him. It's not that much of a risk, honestly, when you look at it. But it is one of those things where you have a team that was gaining momentum towards the end of last season. Yeah, week 17 against New Orleans was ugly. The defense has gotten better. They've added a lot of pieces defensively this offseason. Offensively, Christian McCaffrey is obviously the biggest addition if he can be healthy for all 17 games. Hopefully, the offensive line gets better. Hopefully, at tight end, you can get something out of Dan Arnold. Maybe Ian Thomas can finally reach the potential that he had coming out of Indiana as a raw tight end prospect. There's a lot of positive momentum for the Carolina Panthers. And heading into training camp, there's there's some things that I feel like need to happen for me to really feel good about this team week one against the Jets. Like, I already feel good about week one against the Jets anyway, just as we presently stand, because it's New York Jets. Um, for Zach Wilson, a rookie quarterback, starting out week one on the road in Carolina, a full-capacity crowd. Like, people are going to be absolutely nuts. It's going to be hot as hell in September but people are going to be drunk. It's going to be absolutely a scene in all the, the tailgate spots, but also in that stadium that Sunday to finally be back together rejoicing with watching Carolina Panthers football. That's going to be a tough environment for that kid to step into, especially when last year at BYU didn't really have to face anything like that. I mean, the only time he really had to face a road crowd that was hyped up was on the road against Coastal Carolina. Didn't play in that. Didn't play well in that game. And also, Coastal only holds what twenty thousand people or whatever. It's not going to be the same as walking in there and seeing seventy thousand plus in Uptown Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium that opening game. So I feel really good about the Panthers Week One against the Jets because it's the Jets and the Panthers are a better team. Um, pretty much at every position. I mean, outside of the offensive line, if we're going to be honest about it. So when I look at just heading into training camp, just the keys. Number one to me, and obviously it's going to be the continue, it's going to be the main conversation, Sam Darnold. Building confidence for Sam Darnold is massive. I look at this preseason schedule and the two teams that they have joint practices with, the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts, are two very good defensive teams with two solid head coaches and Frank Wright for the, uh, Frank Reich, excuse me, for the Indianapolis Colts. And then John Harbaugh, of course, super winning coach for the Baltimore Ravens. That is going to be interesting to see how this team performs against those two teams early on. Now, of course, week three against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were fantastic at the beginning of the season, and then were not very good at the end of the part of the season. They're bringing back Ben Roethlisberger. That will be the dress rehearsal of the week three. But the first two weeks, at Indianapolis and home against Baltimore, and those joint practices, I want to see if Sam Darnold, against two really good defenses can start building that confidence, that continuity with his wide receivers, and which he's been working out with those guys throughout the offseason. And if Joe Brady 
can evolve as a play caller. But building confidence for Sam Darnold is the number one most important thing for the Carolina Panthers to do. To give him the ability heading into week one. Because you got the Colts, Ravens, and play- those are Colts, Ravens, Steelers. Those are three playoff teams from last season. Two of them, I believe, this year should absolutely be playoff teams in Indianapolis and Baltimore. And Pittsburgh will depend on the offensive line and Big Ben and how he performs this season. But you got three really well coached teams there in the preseason, which gives the Panthers, the youngest team in the NFL, an excellent opportunity to kind of see how they're going to measure up, particularly in those joint practices. So building confidence for Sam Darnold as he heads into week one against his former team, the New York Jets, is the number one most important thing. Number two, obviously identifying a left tackle and finding continuity on the offensive line. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Left tackle is a major concern for me, not just this season, but moving forward into the future. Because we still have no idea who will be the left tackle come week five, or week 10, or week 18. And not saying that they're healthy and they perform properly. Cam Irving will get the first crack at it. I believe he'll be the week one starter against New York. I believe Pat Elfline, based off a of contract, will be the first start, the week one starter at left guard. Of course, Matt Paradis will be at center. John Miller, I would imagine, will be at right guard. And then at right tackle, obviously, will be Taylor Moten. Getting back three guys on that right side, when you go with center, right guard, and right tackle, who played together last year, I think that's important in terms of continuity. And you're bringing in two new guys, an Elfline and Cam Irving. If they can stay healthy throughout the entire period, and that they can grow as an offensive line, an offensive unit, through these next couple weeks of preseason and training camp, that can give me more confidence. I think it would also allow Sam Darnold to have more confidence heading into week one of the season. Obviously, left tackle is important, but just overall continuity on an offensive line. And that's even with the backups. Guys like Brady Christensen, Deontay Brown, David Moore the UDFA. You talk about Dennis Daly, Greg Little, whatever role they're going to play. Being able to find continuity across the offensive line and identify a left tackle who hopefully can be that starter for all 17 games is super important for the Carolina Panthers. Joey Sly, speaking of confidence, soft sports psychologist offseason currently has no competition. There's 90 guys who go to camp. There's only one place kicker on the roster. That's Joey Sly. Matt Rule has shown an immense amount of confidence in Joey Sly. Last season, putting him out there for comically long field goals that he had no shot at making. And then now this year, really not bringing in a ton of kicking options and letting him be the lone place kicker going to Spartanburg. Can he prove that he's going to be a solid kicking option for the Carolina Panthers? Or will this be the third straight season the Carolina Panthers aren't confident in who their kicker is, at least on the outside and for what we see on the field? Matt Rule seemed to be confident last year. He has a big leg, Joey Sly does. But accuracy from long distance is not great. And we can never forget his first year out there on the road where he really just napalmed and torpedoed the game in New Orleans on the road. An actual pretty solid performance from Kyle Allen in that game where the Panthers lost a heartbreaker on the road. I would also say setting J.C. Horn up for success will be important. First two weeks, A.J. Boye will not be available. But the next couple of weeks in preseason, if you can get J.C. Horn being super confident, I mean, confidence is kind of the key here. It's just building confidence in the entire roster. If J.C. Horn can feel good about himself, opposite of Dante Jackson and heading into that week one against the Jets who don't have a ton of great wide receiving options and know that he can be that dude week one and in week two know Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints if he can get going here early on the preseason and be that number one that dog on the outside that sets up the Carolina Panthers for success but the number five and it honestly really should be number one because all that stuff I talk about confidence with Arnold continuity offensive line Joey Sly Chasey Horn all that's important of course but the only thing that matters is that once the season starts, some September 12th, 1 p.m., against the Jets, 
Everybody needs to be healthy. No injuries. If there are no injuries, then it's a successful training camp. Yes, you want all the other things to happen. You want the team to be looking great. But let's not get too caught up and you see, oh man, XYZ reporter says that such and such player looks really good. Doesn't matter. None of this matters until week one, until the actual season starts. So until then, let's get healthy and let's stay healthy. And if that's happening, then everything that happens in the next couple of weeks will be a success for the Carolina Panthers, even if there will be some things that may concern you heading into week one against the New York Jets. Now, the Jets are a game I think the Carolina Panthers obviously have to win if they want to be anywhere near the playoff hunt come later on in the season. It is a week-to-week league, of course. I'll say that throughout the season. I'll say it all the time. USA Today, they put out their predictions of where teams will fall in the NFC South and throughout the NFL this year. I agree with their record, but it makes me think that maybe the Carolina Panthers could aspire to more than just potentially third place in the NFC South this year. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Rockauto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rockauto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, including brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, it's that time of the year once again. USA Today putting out their 2021 NFL record projections and looking at the NFC South, they have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champions, going 14-3. and Your Carolina Panthers going 8-9. and The New Orleans Saints going 8-9. And, and the Atlanta Falcons going 5-12. and Looking at the rest of the NFC, they have the Packers at 12-5. and uh, Green Bay Packers will have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, at least for this season. Going out west, they'll have a, uh, the 49ers at 11-6. The Rams at 10-7. Seahawks at 9-8, making the playoffs. The Cowboys going 10-7 and and winning the division. And the Vikings also at 10-7 as a wild card team. But the Panthers, 8-9 alongside the Washington uh, football team, the New Orleans Saints, and the New York Giants. And then above the Arizona Cardinals, who are going 7-10. And other opponents, they have the Eagles going 3-14. So when you look at that with the Carolina Panthers, I agree. And we've had the conversation. We'll continue to have the conversation as we lead up to the season. I believe this team... Somewhere between 7 and 10, 9 and 8 makes sense. I'd probably say more on a 7 and 10, 8 and 9 side just because of my lack of confidence in Sam Darnold. 
and the fact that this is the youngest roster in the National Football League. I, I, I hate to harp, harp on that, but it, ha- it, it has to matter, and it will matter. But again, as I said to y'all, if this team, particularly at the quarterback position, is better in the red zone, where they were 28th out of 32 teams last year, and in late-game situations where they were 0-8 for 8 in game-winning, game-time situations last year, if they're better in those situations, you know, let's say they're top 10 in the NFL in the red zone. Obviously, that'd be great. And say that there you go, 4-4 four and four instead of 0-8. Right then and there, you're 9-8. and eight. Or, if you know, you kind of bounce things out, you might be 8-9. and nine. But right then and there, you're a better team than you were last season. And that's really the margins. And they talk about the, the game of inches, the Al Pacino, any given Sunday kind of stuff. That's exactly what we're talking about with the Carolina Panthers. But considering that, right here, USA Today thinks the Panthers can finish second or at least tied for second New Orleans Saints. And they also seem to have the same record as the Washington football team that they got to play this year. And the New York Giants that they play this year. And being above the Arizona Cardinals that they play again this year. That's interesting to me. Should the Panthers be thinking that they could be aspired to be the number two team in the NFC? I just think overall the Saints have a better roster, but the quarterback position is certainly a concern. Is Jameis Winston, who has LASIK vision now, is he going to be seeing out there and actually throwing the ball to his right team? Is he going to fit into the scheme as year two with Sean Payton? But now that they don't have Michael Thomas, who is not going to be there week two, he should be there if he's healthy at the end of the season when the Panthers play the Saints again at the uh, newly minted Caesars Superdome. Um, we'll see how things work out. But I've already said, week one against the Jets, got to win that game. Week two, a massive opportunity, especially for a team that wants to be in the wildcard hunt, at home, Bank of America Stadium against the Saints team, that's starting a new quarterback. Now, it won't be a guy who's never played in the NFL before, whether it's Taysom Hill or, or Jameis Winston. Uh, at least Jameis has a ton of starting experience, and Taysom got starting experience last year when Drew Brees was out. And I think what they won three of his four starts while Brees was out. But Winston, to me, feels like he's the best option for the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. Well, the Panthers won that game, got off to a 2-0 start. I think we're all feeling pretty good about where this team can go. I'm not saying it's like, oh, man, 2-0, we're going to Super Bowl. But 2-0, then you got week three at Houston. Like, 3-0 is a legitimate upper. It's a, it's possible. Now, that's obviously pending injuries and how things work out. Again, week-to-week league. At Dallas with Dak back, it's, that's going to be a tough game. I'm not going to say anything in terms of whether they win that game or not. Well, there's opportunities throughout the first half of the season against the Eagles, the Vikings, who they who uh, USA Today believes will be a playoff team. That's a home game. At the Giants, who USA Today believes will go 8-9 like the Panthers. At the Falcons, who's expected to be a last-place team. The Patriots are expected to be a 9-8 team, according to USA Today. That's a game that can be a toss about home as Cam Newton comes back home, or maybe Matt Jones, the rookie, is starting quarterback at the time. At Arizona, Third year of Cliff Kingsbury. You got Kyler Murray back there at quarterback. Panthers had success against them last season on the road. USA Today thinks they're going to be a 7-10 team. Washington football team. Ron Rivera coming back here. 8-9 team. That's what people think they're going to be. The Dolphins will be a tough game. And obviously, I mean, you got Atlanta again after the bye. And then, of course, Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, Tampa again. Those, at least Buffalo and Tampa. Those are three games that are going to certainly be difficult and potentially determine whether the Carolina Panthers will be a playoff team. I just don't believe, I don't believe at all that the Carolina Panthers shouldn't be thinking that they can be a team that finishes second. They absolutely should aspire for that. And why wouldn't they? Obviously they're going out here and expecting to win the division. I don't think that's a realistic thing considering how good Tampa Bay was last season. Now anything could happen in terms of injuries. As I pointed out yesterday, the Buccaneers had a ton of great injury luck last season. Typically in the National Football League, especially as physical as the game of football is, you don't get those years back-to-back. 
So things are probably going to even out, unfortunately, for Tampa Bay. If Tom Brady stays healthy, they should be fine. They still are pretty freaking loaded anyway as they brought back everyone from that Super Bowl team that mattered. We will see how things play out. But I am very intrigued by the USA Today thinking that the Carolina Panthers will be the second-place team in the NFC. And when you look at teams that they think will have records right around them and where those games are being played, again, no reason not to believe the Carolina Panthers when we get to Week 15 aren't right there in position to kind of as you know, control their destiny, even though Bob Costas hates that, because if it's destiny, then, you know, it's already been figured out and you don't control anything. But either way, to be in control of the way of their opportunity to go to the playoffs, I don't see why they can't be in that position come week 15, particularly looking at the schedule, and also with New Orleans looking wounded going into that week two game, and we're already here on July 27th, and the Saints are already worried about who's going to be available, and let's not to mention all the guys they had to get rid of because of their salary cap issues this past offseason. So second place, yeah, hell yeah, the Carolina Panthers can be second place in the AFC South. And that happens, man, start up the hype train for 2022. Of course, pinning at the quarterback position is figured out. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Julie, Follow me on Twitter. I don't have my own app. Maybe I should have my own app. Either way, follow me at Julian Council on Twitter. Every Friday, I'm going to need your participation throughout the rest of training camp and the preseason um, for the weekly Friday mailbag. Ask me whatever questions that you have pertaining to Carolina Panthers. Got plenty of questions about Sean Watson, so I answer those today. I'll also get to whatever ones you have with me the rest of the week on Friday. Hopefully the Panthers stay healthy. We'll see. We'll have more breakdown of training camp throughout the week. Hopefully get some guests on here over the next couple weeks. So again, guys, thanks for listening. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.